In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my home office, overlooking the hills of western New York, it's the Computer Exorcist Podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Arena, your host. So glad you joined me today. We have another incredible special guest, just absolutely groundbreaking kind of guy here. Um, as you know, on this show, we talk about the implications of runaway technology on society, how all of this garbage is unsustainable, and eventually someone's going to stop saying, oh yeah, that's just the way it's supposed to be, and someone's actually possibly going to start thinking, maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should do something that that uh, makes life more enjoyable instead of this constant, look at all the chaos in the news, I don't need to tell you. Um, so today we have Mark Wynn, who's calling in from Guernsey, and I, we just talked for 20 minutes before the show, and I just said, stop saying things until I can record you. Um, Mark, tell us about you, and I'm just, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Um, tell me about me. Oh, gosh, you know, I'm almost bored of my own story, but... The- <laughs> I get sick of my I, own story I, I, too. I, I, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a parent. Uh, I'm a, um, a husband. Uh, I, I live in a small country of sixty-three thousand people, in the English Channel, in between England and France. Um, uh, the country is twenty-five square miles, um, and I'm, you know, for the last decade or so, I've been fascinated by um you know our community in some way contributing to create a thriving world um and um recognizing that all of this incredible technological possibility is arriving um not necessarily being used in a way uh, <clears throat> that is in our individual collective and planetary interest uh 
Right, I say it all the uh, time on my show. You have the technology, and we can do so many things. And we are, you know, we can talk to people from around the world. That's yeah. great. But, but most of the time, Silicon Valley uses it to abuse us and record us and, and influence us and control us. Well, I wouldn't say most of the time. Um, I'm, I'm a bit more of a... Um, I'm a bit more of a... I think part of kind of the model of making change happen for me is around... Um, honoring the unintended consequence and, and of, right and i'll <laughs> once in a while when i remember to when i'm gone i'll say look maybe they mean well <laughs> but usually it's just me just being i mean because yeah. i'm around occupational hazard right all day yeah. every day yeah. i yeah, see yeah, yeah. stuff that the the result well i think i think i think from my from my point of view uh i'm like you know i've i've been lost personally many times in life me and, too you know, and so I'm not going to throw stones. And so, you know, I think part of the theory of change in terms of his compassion first. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I've met, I've met a lot of interesting tech builders over the years. Um, and I've, you know, met a lot of leaders over the years and, and, and things like that in government and all sorts of things. And, you know, most people on a good day are fundamentally good um and um a lot of it is frame of reference a lot of it is we're in a goldfish bowl and we can't necessarily you know see beyond ourselves a lot of it is you know the, the noisy stories of our mind that possess us and move us into making choices that are against our individual and collective interest and you know i i like to say as a human race somehow maybe for all the right reasons we've we've lost our way a little and from yeah. that <laughs> from, yeah. from from that compassionate place there's uh it opens a different kind of conversation people are less defensive um and so yeah i mean from a technology point of view you know we're in the era where there are some extraordinarily clever people doing some um very smart things um but some of those things are quite linear um and uh have unintended consequences you know in the rare cases they're intended consequences um the question i think for us all to face is as we scale the power of these unintended and sometimes intended consequences um how do how do we sustain that and and uh you know i think a lot about how do we democratize wisdom um uh because we are unleashing huge power and huge consequence and you know we have to kind of <clears throat> get wise as a species uh for something more beautiful than we can imagine right, wow. um to, I mean, I to, to do that in a tiny way like i do this show to explain what's going on in plain english because there's a whole planet full of intelligent successful people who are completely blindsided by what's happening yeah and uh, well it's a spectrum right you know there there are people at all levels of the blindsiding there are people that you know quite awakened to it and there um there are people that are so busy with just trying to stay alive that um it's not really a priority and everything in between right you know sure. so um, if you're a parent you're so busy chasing your kids around i have no oh, clue man. Right? you don't have time yeah. to worry about what the cloud is doing yeah quite um you know it's just not in your frame of reference because you know life is 
hard for some people um and so you know to me that's what's interesting is is like you know we were talking about before this you know i think i was probably inspired a decade or so ago you know walking out in silicon valley and, and walking outside the twitter offices and the towers and you know the gleaming wealth and things like that and seeing people outside kind of shooting heroin and 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 being disconnected and and for me it's like and again i live in one of the wealthiest countries that's ever existed and there are still people that go hungry and suffer and, and it's like you know when are we when how can all of this incredible wealth and resource and innovation and creativity actually start to reach everyone um and, and actually on a, on a past recent episode i think we call i interviewed a guy and, and he called it i think it was innovation lag or, or progress lag something like that where you have these extreme heights right and, and i you know i went to a tech school and i thought i was going to be doing something cutting edge but what am i doing i'm trying to help people catch up who are just simple stuff like getting people to write down their passwords like so it's not, I mean, it sounds yeah. like that contrast what you saw is these extreme well, heights i'm not sure it's an innovation lag i think it's a care lag um, the, you're right it's the same concept but you're right. it's, it's here we are i tend to not focus on the technology i tend to focus on the states of human consciousness but it's the same concept yes yes yeah um you know how we use all these incredible tools is really a there's a process of where we are as individuals and communities um, and, and what we care about. Um, and so, um, you know, the foundation, a lot of my work is, is really about inspiring people to care more um, and going on a journey myself where I've, I've learned to um, care more about the people around me um, and the world around me. You know, as I've got older and wiser <laughs> on a journey of you know grabbing the electric fence of of uh, what feels good in life and um, going from you, a young, yeah like, for like anyone else, and I'm know. sure I'll look back on who I am today and realize, man, you're <laughs> you've still got so much to learn, etc. Oh, sure. So, oh sure. Um, and the times and where I, we think we've got it all is is the times uh, when we actually have it the least, right? When we have it quite figured out, um, and that's a continual continual process of uh humbling <laughs> self-humbling yeah, over time and things sure. like that so yeah no, i know i i think we live in an extraordinary time to be alive where you know this individual and collective revealing is going on as we we're all starting to the things that used to taste good aren't quite tasting as good anymore and um and there's you know discomfort at all levels in some way that yeah you know what this just doesn't quite feel right um it doesn't taste the same there's something not quite right with the way the world is and uh, um and we all contribute to that in some way and um and we're never going to be able to solve it alone yeah, i call it somehow... draining the pool right when the pool is drained yeah. then you notice where the dirty spots are right and uh, we're just we're just going through that draining cycle and uh and i think it you know feels really intense for a lot of people to face uh in the busy day-to-day -day life of kind of an individualist world and well it's like when i was uh, thrust into adulthood after college it's wow I, mean, I, I knew a lot but i was not prepared for anything wow and you're just thrown into this and you have to figure it yeah. out yeah and 
Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we all go through these initiations in life. Um, and I think, you know, we're in, you know, the era of a global initiation, global initiation. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I tend to, you know, pick your delusion. I, I, I tend to pick the delusion where, uh, we, you know, work it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and find a way. You know, it's funny. As stuff. a person, I'm an optimist. If you know me outside of work, oh, I'm, a, I, we're gonna solve everything. We're gonna, you know, like I just bought this really crusty house, and we're gonna make it new, and we're gonna. But it's tough when you're in the moment in any situation. You know, like what where I always complain about Silicon Valley because I'm always getting the worst of it dumped on me, and I, oh, this is awful, and we're gonna, you know, a hundred years from now, we're all gonna be controlled by cloud spaceships, and and we're all, you know. Uh, but you're right. Eventually, it's all solved. Uh, the battle is already won, as as they say at Easter time, right? It's it's already solved. Uh, it's going to work out once people eventually learn and stop touching the stove. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe it's the it's the solving mentality that's part of the part of the problem. And so you know, had, I talked to a friend of a friend. I always say this, and and I was complaining about Microsoft, and and every engineer goes, "Well, it's the will of Microsoft, and there's nothing you can do, and you have to go along with it." And I said, "Hey, guess what? No, I've already got a thousand people on Mint, and you know you can solve it. It it starts with getting rid of that mentality of oh, it's someone else's problem, and oh, it's just a way." Of but I, I mean, I I use I use the example of COVID, um, you know. Um, you know the best thing we could have done to 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 meet COVID, and, and we did this to some extent in my community because we we had a, a zero COVID path. But the best thing the world could have done is just stay inside for a few weeks and do nothing, um, <laughs> and it would have disappeared fairly quickly. But our restless need to fix and fight, um, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, created a, a multi-year challenge and um so 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 i i i presence this restless problem solving uh as potentially an unwise part of the problem and um perhaps more spaciousness in terms of how we, we and wisdom that goes into um uh how we solve things and i know you're 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 a, a restless new yorker so this, this is like a, oh, <laughs> this absolutely. is like an a, a alien no, concept you what i'm saying is just I, I, the, I live on the, um, i live, on, I live on island time so you know it's so it's like you know so we we, we speed through the world and it no, I'm just saying with the, the optimism, right? It's it's we're going to solve this as opposed to it's someone else's problem thing. But what you're mm -hmm. talking about is was another one of my favorite concepts. I call it uh, relaxing the Chinese finger trap, right? If you right. keep trying and trying and trying and trying, you get nowhere. But mm -hmm. if you relax and hey, let's think about this for a minute, and then you make a move. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean the Silicon Valley of uh, move fast and break things. Um, that is, uh, is, um, is interesting, uh, when you start to, you know, make big steps at, you know, eight to 10 billion people scale, it's like, well, you know, um, recklessness like, and without any consideration for consequences. Yeah. Um, uh, or, or the human, yeah, the, 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 the human costs of how overwhelming that 
Maybe on an individual. I see like individual that. consumers every day for my job, and they're massively overwhelmed and they're confused. Yeah. And then here comes another tidal wave that knocks you over with with more. Oh, you yeah. need to have an account, and sure, yeah. Um, and, and so and so, yeah. I, I think a lot of our innovation started with mental health and and uh, or, or consciousness, and you know, a lot of my time is capacity building in my community with the humble cup of coffee and the sacred plant medicine that is that is coffee and taking the time you know hundreds of hours of really getting to know people and what makes them tick uh, and weaving and connecting people from all walks of life together um, yeah, and that's a different that's a different frame of innovation. But I mean, that's, that's also true. one of the reasons why Silicon Valley is more successful primarily because there is this openness and strong connection and strong trust. And so there are some good things in a culture like that that drive creativity and innovation. But oh, sure. uh, and in many ways, if, if, if Silicon Valley was a city on its own and not part of a federal system, that it was very a country on its own rather than it may be more enabled to solve the challenges that it faces because you know washington is a long way <clears throat> from oh, so and so for, fact, for me yeah if, if they could solve their own local problems right but they aren't uh, empowered side to note do on that there's a scandinavian country might be denmark and they actually have an ambassador to silicon valley they're treating them like a country yeah um and i think um there's a lot of um there's there's a lot of place for that i mean i personally work on the theory that the world will kind of collapse into a network of self-governing city-states um and i and the operating of operating system for human thriving will happen at the city level at the local uh, level. and hold that thought here because this is what we were getting to before we started the show is um one of my greatest criticisms of silicon valley is everything is about ultra centralization right? Ultra-centralized control. They control everything you do. The products they're selling you are now controlled by the factory. So two years from now, the factory kills the product that you thought you purchased. Um, they control your every move, monitor your every move, and it's all centralized. However, that's an incredibly unstable model, right? You keep building a tower that's taller and taller and taller. In my book, I talk about playing Jenga, right? You make that tower and taller and taller and taller and taller. It's highly unstable. And so what you're saying, and, and my, my advisor, Alan, talked about this as well, where instead of a tall, 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 tall tower, the if you actually care about stability, you do the opposite, right? And, and, and that's why I'm so curious to learn about your model, where you're saying instead of a control model, a central control model, where someone in a far off city controls you, what's the opposite of that? How, and, and... It's funny, in, 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 uh, there's a blog post that I right on uh, one of my theories of change and i also use jenga as um, uh, as, as an example oh. in terms of how do you empower communities to start to knock those towers down gently wow. uh, and, uh for those people who for those people who've played jenga i think you know that there are the kind of two types of people that play Jenga and it's a very good game for seeing people subconscious. Right. Um, and cause you've got the guys who, who are really determined and willful and things like that. They, they got a brick and they just try and push it no matter how, how loose it is. Right. And things like, oh, uh, I'm uh, really uh, delicate uh, about it. 
And then there are the people who just dance around and find the loosest brick, right? Um, And so I work with a lot of change makers, a lot of activists and things like that. And and it's like, you know, in terms of decentralizing power and decentralization in general, a lot of people are trying to fight and push the hardest brick all the time. And I'm like, no, this is, this is, this is a, this is more of a, you know, martial art than a boxing fight, right? You know, this is how do you gradually playfully tap the loosest bricks of all of these kind of and this is trying to do it through education right because i know there are enough people out there who are willing like when i when i install mint for people right it's an alternative for windows and mac and there are enough people who are willing to listen that i don't need to butt heads with someone who's not ready for it yeah and so there's eight billion people and just work with the next 10 loosest bricks right and then trust that when you know and you when you play jenga something that was really difficult five rounds beforehand suddenly becomes super loose and super wow. easy because right when so, i make this group of people happy their friends will come next wow right. so, and so, so this, yeah yeah and so you know we had a you know core in terms of our culture hacking model i suppose of, of, of change in our yeah uh, is to always be um tapping loose bricks and trusting that there's a state shift that will happen in every community at some point uh, when you know the, the, the you get the early adopters that are really want to try something new or try something different or already get a deep sense of what a new world feels like and we're willing to to speak to it and move to it and act towards it and then you know it's about inviting them in um trusting that it's that it spreads like a virus all, all the time and gradually you get a cultural transformation over time and you get people within you know and that's the same with being an activist, you, you know, creating a virus of care within Apple or Google or any of these things. It's like, ultimately, they're full of human beings that um, um, Who are doing the right thing in their own world. Yeah, and they, they're yeah. doing what they think is right. And, and you're right. And <clears throat> I, I forget that sometimes, but absolutely. Yeah. Doing... So and, and let me get this straight here. So just for our listeners here, because we're throwing out so many great things. But so you have a country. It's an independent country that operates. Well, I don't have a country. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a humble citizen of a country. Right, right, right. So you're in this and I, country, I, and, and I just have I just have coffee. But um, <laughs> and, uh, you're there, and it's basically a social uh, experiment to to try to create well, stability would, uh, using local, right, as opposed to a high large yeah. scale. What you're saying is things are more stable when you're a local small thing instead yeah, of a tall would, tower. Is that right? Well, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we were a highly resilient jurisdiction during COVID. Um, um, like we, we had very little COVID for most of that two years. We're an extraordinarily cohesive, strong, um, caring outcome. Um, but you know, we're 25 square miles, high trusting, high reliance on each other. Um, and we care about each other. Um, wow. And we're at that kind of, you know, we're a town and a country and we were just lucky to be the right kind of size to do well. And, you know, you know our, our relative our, our relative cost of COVID is very, very low. And, but even beyond uh, COVID, it's, you know, as opposed to like Manhattan, the city of strangers where, you know, yeah. you can, someone can kill someone in the street and people walk by and ignore it, right? It's, so you're doing well, the well, it was, that. Well, it was a city of strangers, but I always use the example of when the power went out in New York, everybody started talking to each other. Right, right. Oh, through. yeah, absolutely. Instead of this quote-unquote connected world where we're all in our bedrooms separated. And so, there's, so, there's, so there's something astonishing about 
waves of chaos in terms of in regenerative systems they have the capacity to bring us all closer together wow. uh, and work together in systems that where the culture is still degenerative they they can create chaos but the, um but i always use that example of the lights going out in new york and people first first time meeting each other and things like that and um and so we have these kind of um opportunities mm-hmm. with these opportunities that are going to come up as we go as, as many about old systems collapse and as we move into new ones through you know disruption by technology or climate change or or um social unrest or all of the or financial collapse or whatever we've got coming uh, in the next decade it's it's an opportunity to say that we can't do this alone like we couldn't do it alone with the light when the lights went out in york we actually have to do this together um and that's a little awkward and uncomfortable at first and we need some of these situations to actually show that when we rely on each other in some way um and we trust more um magic can happen um and so you know i happen to be extraordinarily blessed to live in a very kind of trusting country naturally because we have an island and a moat around us and things like that so it's a bit of a walled garden um but my view was always like you know how do we use this in a way that contributes to the world? Um, you could have you... other models just like this. <clears throat> if this succeeds, yeah. you and... have other models and you don't have to be a, you know, you, your country doesn't have to take over other countries, right? It's, it's, huh. we teach it's, the models, it's like, so other decentralized well, groups. Well, you know, our, our, you know, there's this argument between left and right, say in a lot of countries between, um, um, you know, pay more tax or, or 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 make more money and you know Guernsey's a a country that you know we have most infrastructure even though we're only 25 so we're a subscale jurisdiction but we've got very low tax rates but we have probably nordic level social outcomes or getting close to it and it's like well how do they do that how do you go a place where left and right are doing okay um, and it comes down to people caring about each other. You know, I use the example: if you if you care enough to pick up a piece of litter that you didn't drop in the street, it like then... your own home, right? right. <laughs> if everyone's then, like that, then, sure. Then, then, then your tax bill is less. Um, but you have right. to feel like you have a stake in community and a stake in society for you to be able to do that. Instead of what um, I said earlier, which is just a lot of people I know, oh, whatever, bro, it's someone else's problem, bro. Just right. don't worry. You but know, just sell as much as you can to make your quota and everything else is someone else's problem. Right. And so if you um, like the, the people shooting heroin outside the Twitter offices, there's a point where if you leave it for long enough, it starts to, you know, the city starts to collapse, right? Because if it's someone else's problem, uh, and I, I just sought my own, um, and then to be complaining about you know tax going up, <laughs> and then not actually realizing that you you wouldn't you won't pick a piece of litter up off but the street. But it's then. so indirect. It's kind of like with with elder care, right? If mm. no matter how good the nursing home is and how good the nurses are and all that, right? They're still not taking care of their own grandparent. Right, it's still yeah. never going to be as good as a family home where you're taking care yeah. of your own grandparent. No matter. And this how is good. the, and this is the problem with industrialization. And um, mm-hmm. you know, we've we, we've warehoused our old people in age, and we've warehoused our children 
in development. Wow. Uh, whereas we are designed to be multi-generational hunter-gatherer beings where the young learn off the old and wisdom and is passed. That's the only reason I'm so successful. I learned <clears throat> from my grandparents. I had them around. Right. I didn't throw them somewhere. And so and so when we think about what this ne ne next wave of innovation and technology needs to do, it needs to reweave the village back together and the systems need to... <clears throat> and we need to go away from siloism and linear thinking which have these unintended consequences of loneliness and isolation and, and things like that which you often see algorithmically a lot of voters are old and they're being manipulated into uh, more extreme views and things oh, like yeah. that right? and, and i deal with seniors every day right and and, right. and i get along with all of them left and right and whatever but you know what's funny is all of the emails they get are templates and it's hmm. just the template. They just switch the names. So it's Trump's taking away our freedom. Pelosi's taking away our freedom. Biden's it. But it's yeah. the same email. Yeah. Just different but names it's like, put in. Um, you know, we find in our community, you'll get a keyboard warrior or something like that. That may be an older person that has all these kind of views keyboard and things like that. Keyboard warrior. And, or, um, but, you know, you actually, because... The great, I live in a community where you, you can go and meet the people that, that are, um, and then usually they're alone or disconnected or things like that. And as soon as they find purpose or connection in community, the whole online discourse changes. Right. Uh, so you don't just type away at, at an, an anonymous thing. You're faced with a person. You're expressing suppressed rage or disconnection yeah. or isolation and things and like that. And if you that. get so, out there, and I always tell people, just go out in your community and find a problem you can solve instead of that helplessness of watching the news. Yeah. Um, and trust that there's people who care doing that everywhere in the world, right? Um, and, and and I think, you know, it comes down to trust and faith in humanity, right? I think one, I'm really blessed because I hang out with people doing incredible things every day. Um, and I'm like, they exist in every community in the world. Um, there, there are people that care everywhere and they're working it out and they're getting access to better and better tools and things like that. And they're doing incredible and amazing things and i'm sure we all have stories of of wonder in our own communities and the really caring people and and they're building communities of support around each other and there there really are kind of these imaginal cells that exist within each and every community in the world and that that are bringing yes. forward an incredible world yes you're enabling people to be the best they can instead of people hmm. at their worst you know i live in a neighborhood full of people who are sitting alone smoking that's they just smoke hmm. all day and watch the news and that's it mm -hmm. by themselves it, but if you study addiction, um, you, know, the, you know, the antidote to addiction is connection, right? And, wow. Uh, this show, so you, folks, this show just went to a whole new level. It used <laughs> to be just a tech talk show. This whole, whole new level today. What it is. I mean, and so it's like, how do we, you know, we've, we've got, um, you know, an attention economy, but really um, we fundamentally need to, which drives isolation and disconnection, but we, we need to make fundamentally connection more profitable than attention. Um, and if we, we crack that, then we can weave together an incredible world. And there, you know, there are aspects of this, you know, there it's, it's within the missions of Facebook and Apple and, and, and things like that. So these guys will gradually work it out that, you know, people are wanting a completely different kind of, experience you know they wanting these tools to support us to fall in love to make reality great again is the meme i use the use uh, <laughs> reality great again um and i think you know there will be waves wow. of new technology that support us in that 
process of coming home to each other and um um and because deep down we know what it really feels like to be in strong deep connection with other human beings we've all experienced it in some point or at least i hope we're we looking have. to get back there yeah that's, that's why all, we're in a that's crisis, why we look to get back to where i was yeah. comfortable and you know whether we smoke or we drink or we eat too much food or we binge watch netflix or it's all about feeling connected um and um um and so or escaping the emotion of loss or loneliness or disconnection and things like yeah, that so once we start to really understand uh, and technology can support us in that understanding and awareness creating um and help us softly guide us back to the stuff that truly matters for human thriving then um you know that is the the essence of what how a greater world can emerge and so um yeah i just i've just become extraordinarily fascinated in that potential of of what happens when we return to each other return to the village and and you know yeah and i see it in my community over the last 10 15 years in terms of you know um Wow. And I've How, always wondered, but I've never, I mean, you guys did it. You guys implemented well, it. I mean, we're like, we've got, we got problems like everywhere else. Sure. Uh, um, but we tend to be a place that you know, often does something about them. Not right, always. resilient. But... Yes, there are problems. And, and that's the thing. That's actually, you just hit on a huge thing. Because a lot of times people who are idealists think I'm going to eliminate problems. No, it's how do we handle them in a new way ones arrive. New ones arrive all the time. COVID is like, you know, it's not... Yeah, and people tell me, oh, you need a virus scanner. You need a virus scanner. No, how about building a house made out of bricks, right? Yeah, so that right. you just, the problems come and it's just, oh, the user is aware, right? I teach my clients how to be aware so that you don't need to rely on... So you will... Yeah, it's, it's how to be resilient. Yeah, I mean, because you get this desire for certainty. Um, and oh, and yeah. this is a very, very... Very modern thing, and it's like and it's a lot illusion. of people pay a lot of money for that fake sense of security, that big yeah. green checkbox that Norton gives you, that fake certainty. Yeah, and it is for me. It's like how do we thrive in uncertainty? Um, and 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 that is that is a completely different frame yeah, of innovation. Yeah, another episode. Um, and that and that and that really is, uh, but that's uncomfortable. Um, because that is a surrendering to something beyond yourself. And it is like a you know, deeper discussion about spirituality and, like, and things like that. That's we're another like, episode too. That, that, um, but we're in that era where, you know, science, technology, spirituality um, are all kind of converging in some way. And Whether um, or not you which, like it, it's happening. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's That's happening. <laughs> yeah, and so... Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I find when I think about the whole world and how it's going to sort itself out, it's like too overwhelming. But it's like a good friend of mine used to say, you know, like you know, you can see all these starfish marooned on the beach, but, um, but you know, and there could be thousands of them. But if you pick one up and throw it back in, you can at least make a difference to one, right? One starfish, and I just focus on 
Yeah, having you don't cups have to cold. save the world. You know, that's a chapter in my next yeah. book that's coming out too. Is you don't yeah. you were not expected to save the world. God didn't tell you you have to save the world. You're just supposed to do what you can in your own little universe. And and those you know are the what? people. And and you, you you probably know plenty of examples of those unsung heroes, the nannies or the whatever, who just they're heroes and they're the bus drivers, and you never hear about them, but they're the ones who made the most difference. Well, we saw. We were, I mean, I think that was one of the good things about COVID. It's is I think everybody got to see them um, because they were they were still out there doing it, and it became blindingly obvious. We're certainly in our community of of what value, um, you know, the nurses and the the people who were out there, kind of making the world work whilst um, many of us were stuck inside. And I think um, you know there was a deeper appreciation. Uh, that emerged in many people for um you know what what needs to take place for society to still work and, uh, and how much um care really does exist in every community for just the basic things that we take for granted every day to operate um yeah. and um yeah we may you know forget that again um but we'll have other opportunities to remind ourselves yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the years ahead. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, this, so yeah, I, it's interesting. This is like rarely is it does it ever end up being a conversation about technology. In the end, um, uh, it often comes down to a, um, a conversation of what it means to be human um, and what really matters at the end of it all for each and every one of us. And um, the more we all, you know, uh, live into something like that, the, the more the world is going to be okay. Um, and there are amazing people everywhere. And mm -hmm. that, 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 that thing is growing. And, and, you know, unfortunately we don't necessarily get to see that in the news, but right. uh, you walk around, you walk around most communities, there are incredible stories of incredible people happening all the time. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, and I wish the oh. news would say, you know, there's so many people doing so many great things out there. I know so many people, right? They are living their best and they are at their, they are optimistic and they, they, they're not bitter and they don't pay attention to the negative and they're out there doing the right thing. And But the news uh, is changing, right? You know, I mean, the news has its function, it has its role. Um, and even that's uh, decentralizing and democratizing. You're right. Quite. Um, and yeah. so, um, you know, the fact that you're producing this content and this thing is, yeah. is, 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 is testament to the way the world is changing and that, that nobody needs permission from a news organization to tell new stories. Um, like Alexis Ohanian, right? You know, we don't have to ask the gatekeepers anymore. We can do this yeah. ourselves. So there isn't really, you know, there's no need to worry that dynamic will continue if people step up and want to tell different stories and yeah and, and so you know i i i see myths of possibility uh, one coffee at a time and um and those stories spread um uh, um there's whispers of oh maybe this doesn't have to be as hard as we think <laughs> the first step is yeah, we yeah. can make it better we don't have yeah. to live like this wow yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I understand that it's, it isn't, it's a frame of reference that isn't always easy in the face of, uh, what we consume 
um, to right. to if see and feel that every day. That negativity all day. <clears throat> sure. But as I said, I get lost all the time. But um, you know, I'm just. I suppose I'm blessed that I have an inner guide or an inner compass in me that 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 you know taps me on the shoulder every now and then. And said, "No, nah, maybe you're making this a bit too hard for yourself." <laughs> I think it's. Um, yeah, think... I'm I'm the king of making everything hard for myself. <laughs> But wow. yeah, I mean, what if it was easy, right? And if we mm -hmm. we we want for less and we care more, um, there's a there's a life with new richness um, that gradually unfolds for each and every one of us. So wow, um, we wow. All right, so Mark Wynn, folks, uh, wow. Um, we can so we we're we're um, we could either do a part two episode or we can reconnect in a few months. Yeah. There's no, there's no scarcity. I'm more than happy to do another episode. Um, yeah. Um, I can talk about this stuff. All I do talk about this stuff all day. So um, in different ways from, from different perspectives. So more than happy to continue the, uh, uh, you know, take on another subject or, or something like that. And, yeah. uh, and try and shift some struggle to ease yeah wow uh, so you know here i am trying to democratize control of your technology you're out there democratizing control of countries um unbelievable well i mean you got to understand that the, that the nation state is in itself a technology um wow. and you know it's a technology of human coordination right governance yeah. is a technology much of that technology was designed oh, in the era of the the era of the horse and cart um right. and um we've got to understand that democracy itself needs to go through a state shift um as it you know it isn't designed to deal with scaling complexity um and um right. is breaking right. it's not it, scalable it's not scale. yes it is it is breaking under the consequences of what kind of you know multipolar world is arriving and um, you know, something need with care needs to be built in 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 you know in the potential ashes of 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 that system um, or systems. And so I listened to a horoscope guy on YouTube the other day, and even he said, "Hey, in 2030, the world, you know, all the things we used to trust are going to fall apart, and we have to learn how to enjoy life and move on." For, you know, I mean, apparently this is a thing that's happening, right? This mm -hmm. unsustainability is happening, and we have to figure out how to make these sustainable little things that are more resilient. Yeah, um, because yeah, the the, the 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 things that aren't resilient to this scaling complexity will topple. Um, and, that's and a you know, really it may, good thing because I've been worrying well, about this for so long. And it's well, I mean, I think I think a lot about kind transition. Um, you're right. You're right. We don't want uh, all of a sudden people <laughs> shooting each other in the streets because uh, something fell. You know, like like the fall of the Soviet Union or whatever. That yeah, was relatively right. calm. Yes, and so I'm, you know, uh, and that's I think about care and making it easier and supporting people through the real discomfort of what those moments of collapse can be um be it a collapse of an industry or a collapse of a local business or or like there's going to be a lot of things that that, that that need to regenerate and a lot of people that need to regenerate be it people you know having going into crisis themselves um uh, and things like that and so through the lens of the village um 
you know, we have to take care of each other through this transition and it is a transition. Um, uh, but you know, with that lens of care, then we can make this transition to an abundant world kind of, um, and that, yeah, <clears throat> the move fast and break things, um, mindset in Silicon Valley, whilst it's very clever and delivers a lot in a very short space of time, we just have to be conscious about how easy or hard those transitions are made as a result of that process. And, um, you know, touch more care wouldn't <laughs> and, and working on some of these problems. In a wiser way, are there, I mean, right. there are lots of people. There, there are lots of people around the world. That, I'm so glad to know this. That, that have you know different pieces of the puzzle. I say it's an eight billion person puzzle, and we all have a piece. Uh, um, I just feel for the past ten years, you know, especially working alone in my own business, I just felt like I'm the only guy in my city who just doesn't worship sports on a television set all day. Like, <laughs> well, I, I would say that's just not true I'm, um, I'm hoping other people out there who are yeah, just critical you just, you just not right? you just not you just not find that or, or, or yeah or intuitive feeling maybe but the um um yeah they're there and um but ultimately um we haven't found them yet and certainly my community you know when i stood up and did host of the first tedx you know 2014 or something like that and said how do we make guernsey the best place to live on earth um, you know, a hundred people showed up and many of the people that I, I thought I'm the only person who thinks like this, blah, blah, blah. I'm alone. I'm a lone sufferer, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're all, you know, when I stood up and did something in my community, all the other people that thought like me arrived and it was only my willingness to stand up and, uh, to, to express what my soul's desire was for my community that, that I find the people that were like me that already existed there. You found the loose bricks like in Jenga, right? You found yeah. them, right, right. No, and, and I got to yeah. say, I do appreciate because my audience does tell me, hey, Mark, you know, I, I remember I gave a talk last October and a guy got up in the middle of it and goes, holy blank, uh, I, you're thinking exactly what we're, you're saying exactly what we've all been thinking. Yeah. And so it does take people to say it first. And then that, um, and that's the act of leadership. Um, and then it takes people, you know, the first follower is an act as a leader as well. And I, you know, I must've said, I wanted to take, make going to the best place to live on earth 50 times to different people and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the real act of leadership was the, the first, my co-founder, you know, he, he was the first person to say, yes, let's do something about it. And then we, we hatched a plan to create an event and start, uh, you know, a new story in our community, but the, um, but it, but it, but it, so it, you know, there's, there's two acts of leadership there. Me to say that I want to bring this kind of world to, to light. And the first person to say, yeah, you're no longer a lone nut cause I'll do it with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you know too, like with my clients where they're they're they usually go with with whatever abusive system they're in until they have a disaster then they're willing to call me right hey my last computer guy destroyed everything i heard you were good can you come over <clears throat> so in other words when when they finally have a disaster and i've done in my own personal life whenever i have a disaster i i become open to change and open to listening to something else so your idea might work in a place like, let's say, Detroit, 
where the whole city's falling apart, an alarming percentage of houses are abandoned, blah, blah, blah. Where, where some kind of place where they have, they have nothing left to lose. And Well, I, I, I would say Detroit, I think, as someone who's into community development and community transformation, has some of the most interesting community projects in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that dynamic is already happening okay and, if you, and i mean i'm just saying you, something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so, so it, it, this you. is the incredible thing is about human beings it's like like you're like you're just imagining what's already happening um you just haven't seen it yet because those stories don't reach you um mm, uh, yeah and this is more to do with the algorithms and the information diets yeah, uh also your 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 stuff. your own lens on what's possible right <clears throat> so as your because uh, ultimately these algorithms are just a mirror of your own subconscious. Yeah. Um, uh, and as your subconscious oh. changes, you, you get different information. So it's it's playfully an opportunity for you to say, why did you not have more faith in the world? Right? Right. And it's almost like a, a an algorithmic version of manifestation, right? If I start right. clicking on positive videos, then I'll get more positive videos. It's just like if I start speaking positive, it's the same thing. And now, now it's it's really linked, uh, and there are some bi- biases in that. But yeah, no. So I would say, like, there is incredible projects in a place like Detroit, and um, and um, yeah, certainly ones that I'm inspired by. And um, there's incredible, there's awesome community builders in the world, and um, and you know, as I said, there's, there's there's projects everywhere that are creating beacons of light for um, you know a different way of relating to each other and uh and a way of bringing ourselves back um but there will be many cities um that go through what somewhere like detroit has gone through as an old industry collapses and something else is reborn um and you know we we're gonna have to go through more of those transitions um more often and so we need to um somehow get better at at, at renaissance and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and accept it as part of the process of death and rebirth. Uh, um, doing for for government and countries, what I'm doing for people's home computers. That's not. But that's, that's that's it works at every it works at every level, right? You right. Know, and, the same uh, concept when you apply the yeah. same concept. It's nuts of yeah. giving people back their freedom and their sense of purpose. Their sense of purpose. Hmm. Yeah, and so it's just as I mean, you know. <clears throat> to to have something as simple as having a computer work in your life you know i've seen how stressful that is you know it's a it's a divine act right you know to support someone to go from struggle to ease to transform a life that way and to oh, do it it's, with it's so rewarding right and i'm just sick of picking up individual starfishes and i want to pick up boatloads of starfishes but but it's so yeah. rewarding but you lose the connection sometimes that way right uh right. and you you lose yourself in the process and that becomes part of the problem you know part of this industrialized huh. and that's why i say we have to be more fractal about the way we change the world right. which is and i always keeping said, like mm-hmm keeping our human connection in the process right and, and i had a buddy 10 years ago and he goes bro you could scale this and you could have a national brand and you could and i said i don't want that i want to teach individual dudes out there my methods and they go out there with their own brand name because the connection between them and their client is just like a doctor patient relationship right Correct. so teaching and people yeah that's and that's fractal scaling to me fractal is, scaling got it um it's because at all stage there's care 
Wow. Um, Instead of that centralized scaling, which is what yeah. we're experiencing. And so you, it's harder to oh. it's harder to scale. You know, you're scaling in a mind-based way rather than a heart-based way. Right. And for right. that, because in you the 1800s, have... it was always about um, qu- uh, economies of scale, right? Yeah. And, and I talk about now economies of care. Economies um, of care, dude. I'm running out of note paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, economy, so, so it's a the, the whole story of economies of scale is a is an illusion. Um, wow. I, I I feel, especially as technology gets more involved, um, it is you know our capacity, and you can see it in infrastructure and the bigger cities and the bigger countries and things like that. Ultimately, they get into this economies of scale thinking mm-hmm. and. The problem with economies of scale thinking is you cannot. You, it's a, you're using an extrinsic model to solve an intrinsic problem, which is it works great for rubber and glass, but it doesn't work for taking care of individual senior citizens. Let's say, yeah, yeah, um, because you you see when big organizations try to do those things, the care goes, and the magic is in the care, and so um, you know we have to we have to build in a different way that puts intrinsic motivation, intrinsic care at the heart of the way we design and build our organizations. Um, and that is about supporting people who care, you know, is how do we create that web and that um, care? And, and I think, care. Um, um, and, and I think this is, um, this is what, you know, the, the kind of slightly wrong direction that we've gone and and we can see some of the richness of the human experience has been lost in that process of for all the right reasons trying to save money you know scaling in that kind of way but um but what do you yeah in, in many, process, right? what do you lose in the process and 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 there's a lot of um cost that comes when people in organizations don't care about what they're doing that that impersonal touch um wow mark win um final thoughts tell us your website i'm i'm so so blown away um yeah my website is uh, markwin.com and it's mark with a c uh, like me win with a w i double n two n's uh just to make it nice and easy um yeah reach out for coffee um and uh let's we'll see what happens but yeah um always happy to have a a conversation unbelievable yeah you hear heard it here folks um mark win m-a-r-c-w-i-n-n.com i am mark anthony arena and i am the computer exorcist.com um uh, tell your friends about the show take a look at my book uh tell your friends about this guy right here i'm gonna try to connect you to any government people i know and just unbelievable um i am so grateful you're here i hope to keep in touch with you in the future and thank you so much thanks for having me